Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins, and everything in between. I'm Benedicta, and I'm feeling pretty relaxed. And I'm Benedict. Today is August 9th. This is episode number 186, and I'm feeling a bit annoyed. A bit annoyed? What's annoyed, up? Yeah. What's up? Um, I had some issues on, on production today that derailed my plan for the entire day so i'm annoyed <laughs> like i had with yourself then i guess with myself then yes of course with myself that's when i'm most annoyed when i'm annoyed about myself <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean in the end not the end of the world nothing too dramatic but um apparently like, i'm i'm still not 100 percent sure what happened but mm. we managed to send a fairly large broadcast and instead of sending everyone one email for that broadcast we sent almost everyone two emails of the same broadcast and okay it so just not, double up yeah but not exactly like it's not exactly double i think 80 people didn't get it twice so it's super weird it's mm. yeah i don't know um we did some hunting for the root cause um, and I'm not entirely sure we found it, but we at least found one way how this could happen. <laughs> um, it's not necessarily the way that it happened, but <laughs> it seems to be related to connection issues to uh, to Redis, um, mm-hmm. where some of the like some of the sidekick code we have to to send jobs into the system. It has like this reliable push feature where like when there is a connection error, it retries it. And it looks like in cases where um, it sent a command but didn't get a reply, it would send a command again, but Redis might have received it. And because the, um, uh, the job that we were pushing wasn't, um, wasn't, idempotent or whatever that's called like uh, if you run it twice it will do the work twice instead of just doing mm-hmm. it once and it might be related to that so um, yeah I don't know we changed the job so it, it would well for one we would ensure like it's unique in mm-hmm. in the queue and then when it does its job it checks that it hasn't done its job before so I guess it's good now but um, yeah yeah uh, I, th- I think those things are, they're called something and I can't recall. I'm so bad at like remembering, but I remembering reading about it in SwissX serverless handbook. And mm-hmm. it's, it's some kind of like general problem. Like, you know, if you send a messenger running to a general saying attack or not attack, like if you don't have an answer, like, do you know, do you attack or don't you attack? Or like there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's yeah. that. What if the messages didn't come through problem? But I wouldn't know yeah. because it's yeah, it's got some kind of name. Um, yeah, and it's 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 big in like the serverless world, right? Where you have different systems talking to uh, each other. Not that I guess you're not like totally serverless, but like queuing up jobs and like they're independent systems. And yeah, yeah, it's a lot of independent systems, and uh, one of them might have had a connection issue. All of them might have had a connection issue. It's it's not entirely clear. Like we did our best to mm-hmm. to investigate this, but it's always hard to do this after the fact. And um, 
I mean, what we what we noticed is that there were some connection issues to Redis in that time frame. Like mm -hmm. there was problems slightly before and during. So it might be related to that, but maybe it was something completely different. But I feel like the fixes we introduced should at least, well, I mean, they're not really fixes. Like they're just like mechanism to improvement duplicates. Yeah. And they should like whatever this cost is, it should at least not happen again, even though mm. we don't fully understand what caused it. Um, but yeah, what's a bummer is, well, I don't know. Like looking at, like we did some more investigation and we noticed that this general problem was around since 2019. So basically since we built this. Mm -hmm. But I think I identified 22 broadcasts where we sent someone a message more than once. Mm -hmm. um, but it was usually like one or two people <laughs> and this time it was like almost all of them um, so it, it, it looks like this has been a problem is, for a while how do you check if somebody did not get an email uh, I mean that's that's not too difficult I guess because we keep like we keep all the messages that we sent mm. so mm. we can actually tell um, yeah who received a message or who didn't receive a message. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's a bug. But in the game it was of, a problem. I feel, like, I feel like in the game of email, as an email service provider, it's it's better actually that somebody got it twice than that they get, didn't get it. Like if you're sending some kind of important like sales message or something like that, like, yeah, it's annoying that it comes twice. Like it looks a little unprofessional, but it would have been worse if people like didn't get the sales message right <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there could be like there are a lot of ways we could screw up harder than this <laughs> <laughs> i was trying uh, to make you feel good and you're like yes there are many ways we could screw up <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i mean yeah like i mean i feel bad about this because it's it's obviously a bug and it's not a it's not good but mm -hmm. in the end it's not the end of the world like they got that message twice it's so what? Like they delete both messages, or I don't know. Um, <laughs> like again and again, like what's this annoying? <laughs> what's weird is the scale of it. Like, yeah, I mean, in a way, it's good because that pointed out the issue. Like previously, mm -hmm. we didn't notice that like one or two people would get a message yeah. twice. Now it was like more like 160k or something like that that got the message twice. At least that pointed out the issue. Yes. Um, but now like we have measures in place to prevent yeah, this from happening yeah. again. So all good. I must I must say being now that I you know work and have access to all of you know outside of Slack and then also at the bank, you know, um I also have access to the incident channels in both. Mm -hmm. And uh it's humbling to see like what happens in different like I can't go into all of them, especially the bank ones. Um, but it's like things happen. <laughs> like there, all systems have issues. Um, things happen all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things happen all the time, and you're like, wow. <laughs> and again, like it's it's wild the things that like can go wrong that you didn't even consider that could go wrong. Mm -hmm. um, um, and things that I, only can yeah. go wrong with scale, like some things can only go wrong with scale. Like it would never happen if it was 10 messages. 
right? Yeah. Or and I I spent most of the morning trying to replicate the issue mm. uh, in my local setup, mm-hmm. and I I never managed to mm. like yeah. the code itself. Like everything that I wrote is quote unquote correct. It 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 yeah. works like intended, but apparently depending on the surroundings and the environment it runs in and like small connection issues or just delays and connections to servers and stuff like that. It's, it, it, apparently it screws up bad enough to cause a big issue. Um, yeah. But it's super hard to to pin down and to replicate. So, yeah. And I, I really feel like that's that's a little, or like what I took away from the serverless handbook when I kind of, I read it and I should probably go back and, and like reread some of it whenever I'll need to create something <laughs> um, of that, that size. But what I also took away is like a tiny, like if it only occurs, you know, in like one out of 10,000 in a small system, we're like, oh, it happens once every 10,000. Like that's almost nothing. But then mm-hmm. suddenly when you have like 400,000 emails, that is a lot of emails or, you know, suddenly that like one in, which seems super small is actually a yeah. pretty high number with, yeah. and could have a high impact. Um, and, but like in a smaller system, we're like, well, you know, that's going to be so rare. We don't kind of even consider that. But then as soon as you have that scale, you're like, whoa, yeah, yeah one out yeah. of a, yeah, yeah. And I guess you're feeling that now because it's scaling. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, anyways, I think it's anyways. fixed. Um, so all good. I hope the customer isn't too upset with us. Um, it shouldn't happen again, at least not this particular problem. But uh, what's again, what's annoying me is that I, I was planning to do something else today. And now it's already in the afternoon. And I didn't get to any of it. <laughs> Just be done with this podcast, turn off the computer and go outside. Uh, or are you also in the middle of a storm? It's not a storm, but it's raining, so it's not that fun outside. <laughs> but I need to do I need to uh, get some groceries and stuff like that later on. So yeah. yeah, this will literally be the end of my work day. Well, that sounds pretty good. Um I'm gonna log off and then I'm gonna exercise because I haven't in a week which is not good. I'm supposed to do it at least twice a week. <laughs> so I'm going to log off and exercise, but I can't exercise out on the beautiful like patio or deck or whatever we call it here at the summer house because we are in the middle of Hans, the summer storm of 2023, I think. And we're just waiting it out on an island and hoping we have enough food <laughs> to tie us <laughs> up. How much food do, do you we have left? You know what? I do think we have enough food, but toilet paper, on the other hand, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, um, boy. But I mean, we can't, we can't, like when there's a lull, like it's it's fairly short boat ride over to the other side. It's just that we have a very small boat. And when the winds have been, I think yesterday there were peaks of like 20, 25 meters per second, which is like, um, uh, it's not like the highest class of storm, but it's like the highest where you're like mm-hmm. still going outside and not being asked to stay uh, indoors. So it's not like a fun experience having to go over um, or cross that mm-hmm. we like we can. So it, mm-hmm. it will will be fine, but we'd rather not until <laughs> it settles. 
So it's supposed to settle like by Friday. It's supposed to settle and be like ha- like partially nice. So hopefully they're correct. And um, and we're also just extending our stay because there are road blockages. There are floods um, all all the way from Sweden, where we are in Gothenburg, all the way up to Oslo. So we're just going to stay put and and just stay put because we can't. School mm-hmm. hasn't started yet. So we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, work-wise, or why I'm so relaxed since we talked about you being a little annoyed and then we can go back to you is because I'm in like cabin mode. I've started working, but I still, because there's no school and we're just here at the island, it's like, what day is it even? I don't know. Like I have to keep checking because I had some at the beginning of the summer, I think even before leaving for the cabin, I had some Mondays when we have all hands on outside where I'm like, like I, I didn't realize it was Monday and then I managed to actually like get to the meeting, like within the f- two to three minutes after the meeting started. But then when I came to the cabin and I also been driving back and forth to Oslo to take care of my mom and I had like no idea what day it was. And it wasn't until the next day where I was like, Oh my God, it was Monday yesterday. Like I completely <laughs> bailed on this meeting. <laughs> So I've started sending messages in the Slack. It's like, I am aware it's Monday. I'll be seeing you at the meeting just so they know that, um, yeah, that I am aware of the weekdays. Um, but it's, I love that. It's just so nice, just like chilling and still getting work done, but it's just a little less structured and it's really nice for, I guess, three to five weeks. And after that, I'm I'm ready to to head back to the city and, and get some structure Uh, to Mm. my day again but it's nice to kind of crave that because sometimes i can get a little rebellious towards structure where i'm like this life is boring you know having this kind of structure and then having it be completely kind of unstructured and just people hanging out and oh let's make food like we were supposed to record this yesterday and like i actually thought i had a fairly good plan but my slow roast was done an hour before it should and I had to message our friends who live like two minutes away on this little island and be like, you got to come for the rose now. Like it's happening now, not in an hour. (laughs) And they just came and we ended up spending the whole, you know, afternoon night just looking at the weather and and drinking wine and eating the food. And it was just lovely and, and super unstructured, but I'm, I'm I'm feeling the itch. Like by the end of next week, I'm going to be like, it's good. School starts again. And everybody has to, to kind of, structure up um but yeah and uh other than that so i've been doing work i've been doing outsider work um i've been working with outsider plus a we web i think it's called we web we web uh, integration and then also an outside and Superbase integration um which is really fun um and now i had to do the write-up which is not fun but <laughs> figuring it out is fun the write-up not so fun so that's that's on my agenda that I have to uh, get my findings down on paper so other people can benefit from them. Because otherwise, what's the point? Um, But I must say, no code tools. Like, oh my God, like WeWeb, if you want to just create an app and it doesn't have to have like a super intricate custom UI, like you can make apps like super fast and they look pretty good. And I think it's it's view behind the, the scenes. Um, but it's very much towards 
like apps where it's like, you know, typical app flows, not a content site, but like app flows. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel Framer is more kind of a web flow competitor. And because it it's, you can create custom React components in Framer, you could obviously make an app, <laughs> um, but you'll have to make a lot of the kind of UI changes and like make sure that's correct yourself. While in WeWeb, like all of their defaults is towards um apps so you can make like a to-do list or you can make project planning you could do um they have like you know all of those kind of spreadsheet types things where you just want a little bit of a different ui uh so and we're early days still like i'm really it's going to be exciting to see kind of where this like no code space takes us um yeah and then without set on superbase i had a lot of fun because i had to figure out how to take one Jot, which I now know they're called. JWTs are called Jots for some weird reason. Okay. Yes. At least the Americans call them Jots. So you how to take one J- JWT <laughs> or J- <laughs> JSON web token and um, decode it and then sign it with another key or like decode it and verify it and then re-sign it with another key so that um, you can do row-level security in Superbase with an Outsetta Jot. So that was kind of fun. And I made it work and had to write some Dino code. So Nice. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like, I don't know, like figuring those things out. I don't know why. It's so, it's like a little like detective. It's so much fun. Um, but then the write-up. So. Yeah, like <laughs> the problem is like it's exciting until you figured it out, and then it's boring because you know how it works, right? <laughs> exactly. But like, if somebody's gonna pay me for that work, I need to be able to write it up. Like, it's not you can't have one without the other. Um, yeah, yeah. Because totally. nobody's interested in me figuring out how things integrate and then just keeping it in my head. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's not how it works. Um, no, so I think I think like it's like you know when I do more of them and I have more of a system in place, like it's gonna be easier, hopefully, um, to be like oh prerequisites, like you know this guide will do will solve or like answer X. And um, I kind of started that with like WeWeb to to kind of have a structure moving forward for different integrations. So I think I'll make it work. I just need to be in a little bit more of a structured environment. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. But that's that's about it um, for me and support, of course. But Cool. But yeah. And working on proposals, but they're the same ones as at the beginning of the summer. So, <laughs> so that's it. You mean proposals for like new client work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then summer of UI tweaks, which I see if you've been like ta- tackling as well yes yes, uh, yes at least uh at least deliberately try to do like one or two per week um mm-hmm. so last week i did uh small tool tips for buttons without labels and this week i changed the select box to um nice buttons um mm-hmm. which like it's not wasn't my idea, but we had this design in Figma since I don't know forever, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we never got around to actually implementing it. So I figured this was the perfect time to 
to actually do that change and make that change. Um, so thanks a lot for a lot for starting this initiative because otherwise we probably ignore it for another year or so. <laughs> <laughs> and they look really nice. They look really nice. Uh, yeah, they big. do. I call them boxes, but I should have done buttons because I quote with it with I like big boxes, but it would have been much better with I like big buttons and I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but like the, the fun thing is like it's not an, it wasn't a new UI component even. It was literally just like switching one thing for the other, um, mm -hmm. which I guess is totally in line for uh, the summer of UI tweaks because it's not summer of UI reinventing. It's just like small changes here and there that actually improve things. So yeah, was a perfect candidate for that. Yeah, we've also <clears throat> been doing, I haven't added that, but Bernard that I said, I also fixed a UI tooltip that didn't change based on your selection. Mm -hmm. So you got like a little confusion there where you're like, okay, but did I select it? Did I not select it? Because that then the, the the helpful UI tip wasn't so helpful anymore. Um, so he's fixed that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Other things you've um, done? Other things I've done. Yeah, it's been a while since we talked, so we've actually done a lot of things. Um, more notably, we spent Because you've some... actually been working full-time. Yeah, I've been actually been working full-time, yeah. <laughs> True. Um um we've been um updating all our front-end dependencies uh a couple of weeks ago so we are finally on the latest em ember version and ember data version and and all of that and um we also took the opportunity to start um like by default ember ships with uh code linting tools like for javascript mm -hmm. and uh, templates um And so far, we've been ignoring those and just like not running them. Uh, but um, we were foolish enough to decide to finally start doing this. And like, <laughs> you don't look excited. Yeah. Um, I don't like excited for ignoring linting rules. No, I do not look excited about that. <laughs> I'm excited you're now doing them. Yeah, we're now doing them. I mean, the problem is like our app is five years old by now, right? Mm. So um, I'm not entirely sure linting was a default thing back then in, mm. in, the, in the project. Um, and conventions also changed a lot over time. Mm. So mm -hmm. what was considered good five years ago isn't necessarily considered good today. Mm. Um, so last year when we first talked about this, there were still too many issues to reasonably... Um, fix them all but mm -hmm. we have since like worked um, worked our way out of the old patterns that the framework encouraged to watch the new ones so again we were foolish enough to think we could just like quickly fix mm -hmm. all of them and then continue <laughs> well the quickly turned into a week <laughs> so we spent uh, fixing linter errors for an entire week um, but I think they're, yeah, by now they're all gone. Like we fixed everything. Um, you also introduced, uh, linting for, um, style sheets, uh, which is also quite nice. Um, and again, like with the upgraded dependencies and the linting, I, the code base is as shiny as it has ever been. Like, I'm not saying it's perfect and like, There's, there's nothing we can improve, but it's in a much better shape than it was before. And uh, that week of uh, 
work definitely paid off in terms of like code quality and, and cleanliness. Um, but again, uh, we, we underestimated the effort. We were like, ah, this is just a handful of issues. We just quickly fixed them. But yeah, it was insane. I think we never committed that many changes in a week than we did during that week. <laughs> There's a similar effort at the bank where um, it's always been TypeScript, but it hasn't been. I'm not that into TypeScript exactly, so I might be saying this wrong, but we hadn't turned on like strict and we didn't turn on it breaking when building if the mm -hmm. TypeScript wasn't correct. So there was warnings, but you could ignore them kind of, and you would just get like squiggly lines in your editor, but nothing like really bad happened. And that has now been turned on in all the projects and, or is going to be turned on. I think each app can turn it on themselves, but all of the tooling surrounding it had to be fixed before it could be mm -hmm. turned on in the apps because we are consuming then common libraries and they need to be fixed before we can consume them with strict TypeScript. And it's been like a summer job, which is like a perfect use of summer because, you know, in most of Europe, things slow down and there's not that many people at work and there's also a code freeze. Like you can't do any um, new Uh, publish any new things into the code base in the summer because there are less people on support and less people all around. So it's, it was like a great, and somebody took this on upon themselves and it's like finishing up now. Uh, and I think it's going to be like super helpful moving forward. Like it's going to be such a big help for all of us and that somebody took the time to do that. I'm just in awe like that they, they did that. Um, and just very happy uh, for their for their work. And then one person is now doing it so that we can run a little script on our code. And what it will do is that will create a comment that kind of turns it off for every every error we have, so that we can still kind of build and and work with our code. But then it has like a little to do, and then you can go through all of those comments, the to do comments, and like fix it, and then enable linting or TypeScript checking, I guess, for each line. Yeah after we yeah. fixed it um, so that it doesn't kind of completely stop us or like completely stop the, what we're working on. But that's, yeah, that's, it's, it's cool. And it's cool to see, but it's like affects like basically every file. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what happened uh, for us as well. Uh, and we, we had a similar approach, like Leo was like running them all and then adding them to an ignore file. And mm -hmm. then we, uh, We split them up between us and uh, like started. I, I think at some point he was fixing stuff from the top of the list and I started from the bottom. And eventually mm -hmm. we met in the middle and had fixed them all. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, this was kind of a, like a little bit of a, of a breather we had uh, between um, the experimental implementation of the Visual Workflow Builder. And now, like since last week, uh, Leo's primarily working on the actual visual workflow builder mm. and jane like during the week where we were the, the linting doing the linting stuff jane came up with some really nice designs so now <sighs> it's like uh, everyone's super excited because uh, the implementation and the design like finally come together and it's looking really nice i'm really excited about this um so that's that's what we're working on at the moment um at least what Leo's, Leo's working on, backend is mostly done for this. Um, and I'm working on um, 
the continuation of the trigger refactoring we've been doing over the last couple of weeks. Um, so the server side has been done for quite a while now, um, but I spent uh, a couple of days since we last talked on a new trigger component, like in the UI mm. that now works with a da new data structure where you then like basically looks like the old one, but works with the new data structure and it's a little bit more flexible. Mm. And um, the nice thing is like previously we had hard coded all the triggers and now with the new, with the, with the new changes and the new UI component, it's basically a configuration file. Like, You can you can pass the component a a schema of sorts and it will figure out like the UI based on it mm -hmm. um, and that's that's really nice it makes it super easy to add new stuff um, and that's what I'm currently working with uh, to to get our conversion goal implementation done um, which ironically was also one of those projects that I, I think earlier this year I was like ah oh, we've got reporting we've got triggers merge them together, you get conversion goals out of it. And now we are in month three or so of this project. Um, and it's only now, like, my plan for this week was to finish it um, and actually make some good progress today that didn't happen. So maybe I'm not able to finish it, but I'll at least try. Um, but it turned out to be one of those features where it sounded easy. And now that we are in it and, like, building it, like, The amount of open questions is just insane. Um, and the, like, not like just like the open questions we have, but it feels like the open questions the world has about this. <laughs> 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 Because I, like, some, I tried answering some of those questions by Googling with no, uh, with no success. And uh, we had some conversation with peers and different, uh, like, um, Uh, who run similar products and analytics products, and they also don't have the answers. <laughs> so it feels like... So this is one of those make a decision and then just that's how it's... That's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the thing we're struggling with in particular with this is like... Um, so the idea of conversion goals is basically something happens and then there's a window of like, I don't know, 90 days where something else happens that you then can attribute to the initial thing happen mm -hmm. happening. So in our case, it's like, I don't know, you send an email and you wanted that email to trigger the person to buy. And if they buy within, I don't know, a week, that counts as a conversion on that initial message. Mm. Um, but then how do, you con like, how do you calculate the conversion rate on that? Um, and not just in one case, but in like, a hundred cases in parallel and stuff that happened inside the window and outside the window. And you're only tracking like uh, occurrences of conversions or like occurrences of the events and don't necessarily have correlation to the who did it. And I, it's just, I'm, I'm doing a bad job of describing it, but like um, calculating any sort of conversion rate is weird. <laughs> yeah. And then you're back to like, was it that email? Like it could have been that they just like yes, that's I mean you know that's the thing we decided to be fine with since day one because in the end you don't know, um, no. but it might have contributed. Mm -hmm. But like the thing, but is, it's the same. It's the same as if it was a billboard ad, right? Because 
like in the olden days you would yeah. or you still do like you have a billboard ad and you if you then but then i guess you never would have looked at one person but you would say like we can see that sales are up in this area surrounding this billboard ad so something has happened but you can't say like that one person yes. driving past it bought because of that so it, the same i guess the same thing would be for email even though you have that data if they open or not or if they clicked or not it's still not like did that person buy it? it's more did this increase yeah. buying yeah yeah exactly that's that's what we're trying to do but um then for example uh if you look at like all the messages sent over a week and then mm -hmm. all the conversions over a week you might be tempted to just like divide the two to get like a conversion rate mm -hmm. But you end up with situations where you have like a 200% conversion rate and stuff like that, uh, which doesn't make a lot of sense. And then we started thinking about like offsetting the, the windows by the length of the conversion window. So mm -hmm. we'd compare this week's conversion with last week's emails, which also is incorrect. I think the latest thing we are trying to do is like have a rolling window of mm -hmm. like the average over the last 90 days or so and I don't know. It's it's super weird and super awkward, and um, we're still we're still trying to figure it out. But uh, the plan for this week, as I said, is like to ship a version, even if incorrect. So uh, we have some real world data to work with behind the feature yeah. flag, then I guess. Yes, behind the feature flag. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, I Again, like I, I I thought this was easy. It's not. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> just one pretty little graph. Like, how hard can it be? Yeah, exactly. It's just like <laughs> one number that you have to show, and then uh, it's like one widget on your page. It's like yeah. a widget. You know, it's just little widget. Like, how how hard can it be? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a similar thing happened on the on the design for the new um, for the visual workflow builder. Um, where Jane casually threw in an undo and then redo button in the UI. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, maybe not for version one. Because <laughs> so for her, I mean, it was like dragging, on, dragging an icon. It. I'm not entirely sure we can do it, at least not, not in the current version of things. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, like it is complex. It's very complex because it's so much, so many entities working together to to get that workflow. If you do, yeah, I'm I'm not getting into this. Like, uh, it's complicated. <laughs> we're 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 deliberately ignoring a lot of things uh, for version one. Yes, yes. So um, no, but that makes yeah. sense. And also with visual stuff, like undo and redo becomes so much harder because it's like if you moved something, is that an like if you moved something and it doesn't logically change something, it just like changes it visually a little bit. Then is that an undo? And like, how long do you have to move before it to be an undo? Because it's pretty annoying yeah. if every pixel turns out being an undo. So if you're undoing a move, you're like undoing yeah. every pixel. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. No, you should only undo after you like let go of the thing. That's when we capture something that can be undone. Yeah, it's um, yeah. But I mean, and every I mean, software has it. So how hard can it be? And then, like, you're editing messages inside the inside the workflow. So 
um, mm. is doing an undo on the on the workflow level also undoing like this one word change that you made in a message like five levels down and stuff like that like it's complicated <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh for now we're not we're not adding those two buttons even though they were in the initial design <laughs> they can stay on the figma file yes for another a lot couple of, of years a lot of stuff just stays in Figma and never sees the light of day. <laughs> oh, well. I am looking forward yeah. to seeing this visual builder because I hate visual builders. And um, I think that you're going to make a good one. Uh, hopefully. And uh, maybe uh, we should run it past you before we before we launch it. To, yes. Make an uh, independent one like last time and I'll have fun with it. Uh, yeah, we we do. Like, I can actually send it to you. I guess I have to double check, but we're we're working on it. Like, there's a storybook version of it. Mm -hmm. so, exactly. Uh, yeah, and Should I'll try there. to undo and be annoyed. Yeah, and you you will not be able to do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, good one. I'll see you in two weeks, or talk to you in two weeks. No, you won't, because I will be on vacation. <laughs> Are you going it's, on like you don't do vacation? <laughs> yeah, it's my first vacation this year, so um, yeah, I will not be there. Um, actually, I'm very this happy last, for you. This is my last week of work, and then I'm off for well, off as off as one of us can be, right? Um, but for three weeks, so I will be hmm. only be back in September. Whoa. <laughs> Yes. So I'll see you in four weeks then. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, and you can probably. still decide if you want to have a guest on uh, while I'm I'll away. See. You probably DM me should. guest suggestions, folks. Get DM me guest suggestions and I'll make it happen. Cool. Well, then uh, I guess have see a nice around the rest of your week. And, and have a good vacation. Bye. Bye. -bye.